When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the most magical day ever. I would like to say happy chicken tendy day to everyone except Houston's. <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> took the chicken tendies off their menu. We're I- very upset about it down here in Atlanta about the chicken tendies. And actually, it is chicken finger day. We're renaming it chicken tendy day. I found a recipe for the most magnificent air fryer cooked chicken tendies. And it's included in the Pick Me Up newsletter. If you want that recipe, go to CallieandJeff.com and subscribe to the newsletter. You'll get it this afternoon. I modified it a little bit to give the tendies a little kick. There's a Tabasco element in there. So good. And if you don't have an air fryer. uh, What are you waiting for? It's awesome. Yeah. Air fryer is a game changer, but you can cook them in the oven. And I put the oven instructions as well. But they're so good. So subscribe to the Pick Me Up newsletter to get your hands on those. All right, before we officially start the show, we need to issue an apology to one of our upsiders named Lisa. Poor Lisa. We, we got her in trouble. We got her in trouble on Instagram. and it, But it's not our fault. Well, it's a little bit our fault. It's not super our fault, I don't think. But anyways, here's the deal. Uh, we have an Instagram account called Weaponized Hamster. And on that account, we share inspirational, motivational, encouraging quotes every single day. T-Bird scours the universe to find these positive, uplifting comments. And then we make them into graphics and, and we share them there. And Lisa was inspired by this one. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. That hit her right in the soul. So she reshared it and then got flagged that it's false information. Yeah, I feel like, um, well, first of all, Lisa, very sorry. Do we know who who actually said the quote? We credited it to C.S. Lewis. It was not C.S. Lewis. It was. Well, the internet thinks it was C.S. Lewis. And apparently this has been going on for decades. Yeah, so the the OG person that wrote it, not happy, apparently. Well, that's not the guy who, who complained about it. The Australian Associated Press is who fact-checked uh, yes. her. Uh, but there's a guy named James Sherman who wrote that line in a book in 1982. Mm-hmm. That is the earliest use of, of the quote. But for some reason, when it was put on the internet back in the early days, it was credited to C.S. Lewis, and now nobody can undo that. Mm. So it's all, it's on all these quote websites, it's on, it's on Pinterest, it's on, now it's we're- It's on Weaponized Hamster. Now we're contributing <laughs> to it. So Oops. it's not C.S. Lewis, apparently, and some C.S. Lewis expert said, well, it doesn't sound like something he would say. Mm. So apologies to Lisa for getting you fact-checked and- I guess we'll switch the quote, we'll make it James Sherman, and we'll do our little part. Yes, our apologies to James Sherman. 
We will be pushing your quote as James James Sherman. That's hard to say. James Sherman. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for T-Bird, who does a great job not only finding these quotes, but also finds all the quotes that are on our Facebook group to start people off in a every day. She posts something first thing in the yeah. morning every day to start people off in a, in a grateful state of mind. And those are awesome as well. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for sweatshirts. So many comments on the COVID cooker couple from yesterday's now, episode. Is this a house divided? Is this an upside house divide? Like, do people equally agree with me and equally agree with you? Or? No, it's definitely more on your side. Oh. Including me. I'm switching sides. What? Yeah, I had I had an epiphany yesterday, and he 100% needs to tell her. Okay, what, what was your, what changed your mind? Here's the evidence as, and by the way, to everybody who sent a message, um, but it was mostly voicemails, I think the entire montage at the end of this episode or at least 90% of it, are comments on this. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about something that came up over and over and over here in just a second. But but first, a theme that came up over and over and over that I, I am shocked by. But first, I want to tell you why I've switched sides. I realized yesterday that if what the the, the gentleman who wrote to the show is saying is accurate mm-hmm. that no other food tastes weird to him except for his wife's cooking and other people are noticing that his wife's cooking mm-hmm. is off then she probably is the one who's having the the long lasting taste and smell issues yes. from their illness last Correct. winter not him here's the thing I said, don't say anything because the people that we've taught, the people that we know personally who have dealt with this, it fades over time and it goes back to normal. And I was like, just keep your mouth shut and it'll go back to normal and then just pretend it never happened. And I said, she cannot be the last one to the party. Right. She, cause she's, she'll be so embarrassed. Embarrassing. Yeah. All right. And, and if you didn't hear yesterday's show, the whole reason this came about is because he overheard other people talking about her cooking. Right. So it's bad. Here's the thing. She has to be impacted with other foods that she's eating. Like she has to know that her sense of taste and maybe her sense of smell is off. Like if she, if she, I mean. So you think that. She's tricking him? No. I think when he comes to her and tells her what's up, my original response was, was my original thought was that she was going to be like, oh my gosh, why didn't you tell me sooner? Blah, blah, blah. But now if he goes to her and says, hey, have you noticed anything about your sense of smell, sense of taste, especially? And he walks into it that way. She's probably going to say, yes, I used to love whatever grilled cheese sandwiches. And now they taste like crap or 
anything salty, I can't get enough salt in it, or whatever she might mm -hmm. say that that is impacting her taste. And then he can say, do you know what I realized? It's affecting your cooking. And, Ooh, yeah. And then he walks into it that way because she's not going to be completely caught off guard because there's no way that foods other than her homemade foods aren't impacted. Right. Even, yep. if, even if it's just, even maybe she never eats out. Maybe they never go to restaurants. Mm -hmm. That's fine. She probably, you know, pours a bowl of cereal, like right. something store-bought, eats a Pop-Tart every now and again, Lego my ego, you know, and those are going to I love how you're good. listing off foods that like you've not eaten since you were nine. Yeah. Or adult, <laughs> or adult foods, you know, like an apple or a banana or, or something. Or foods. <laughs> yeah. You know, Greek yogurt, stuff like that. But whatever, so everything, even foods that she doesn't prepare, it's going to taste off. So she's not going to be totally shocked by it. So now if you're listening, I rescind my advice from yesterday to keep your mouth shut, kind sir. And I think you need to go to her immediately. And um, I would like to say that this is a bigger issue in marriage Meaning this is the, the thing that would upset me more than you cheating on me, Jeff Dollar, would be everyone else around me knowing and me being the last one to the party. So okay. same thing with this. You know what I mean? Like I feel like so in marriage. I can, I can cheat as long as no. nobody knows. No, you cannot cheat. But my point is relationships are based on trust and you don't want the person you love to be the last one to the party ever with right. anything. So if everybody else knows you have to bring your significant other into the fold. Now I would like to, to bring something up that, that was mentioned in multiple voicemails and at least one, I can't remember if it was an Instagram message or an email that we got, but at least once in writing at least half a dozen times in the voicemails. And I think this is insane. Mm -hmm. This is an insane idea. Multiple people said, just play her the video from your ring doorbell. No way. Where you caught the people talking about how the food wasn't good. Why would you do no. that? No, 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 absolutely not. And let me tell you why. One, she might not want to be friends with those people ever again because that is rude and it makes you not trust your friends. Two, that just means that she's going to turn around to you. And what's the first thing she's going to ask you? Did you think it was bad? Why right. Did you say something? Yes. Yeah. And no, that is a losing situation all the way around. Why would you ever show so like if you have the option, if you catch something on tape that that's that that's like that, that is so embarrassing or so whatever, if you have the option to keep that to yourself or share it with the person who would be embarrassed. Keep it to yourself. Unless you don't like the person that would be embarrassed. If you're trying to get rid of that friend, do a friend ditch. You know, maybe maybe it's her friend that you don't like. Not only. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <if laughs> then you you're like, hey, you know how you really like this friend? They're rude. Let me show you something. Right. Not only do I say that you never show it to her. I would go in. I would assume that you can delete it. I yeah. would go in and delete it. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Mm -hmm. Get rid of it. Mm -hmm. No reason for that to exist. If you left that suggestion, you show her the ring video out of your mind. Crazy. I feel like we referenced this a couple of times on the show and I need to do a little like disclaimer by saying, I feel like you and I have mentioned like probably three times in the past six months that we've gotten in a fight. 
And for, I don't know what most people's fighting standards are. Jeff and I really don't fight all that much, but we have had some really frustrating discussions because we're in the growing pains of business. I would say like, it's nothing. Well, and we've got a baby living with us now. We've got a new roommate. And we have a new roommate. Financial (laughs) terms have changed. Right. The new roommate's really expensive. Um, Yeah. (laughs) There's just a lot going on. So I don't think, I don't even like calling our issues fights because they're not fights. They're not arguments. There's no raising of the voices. There's no no slamming doors. Nope. But frustrating discussions. Yeah. uh, Apparently, I roll my eyes. I don't know. I don't think I do, but Callie says I do. Yeah. So frustrating yep. discussions happen. Um, and and I also think we're really good. They don't linger. They don't linger at all. Like I, I think Jeff and I, our discussions are, as we've talked about before, every time that we get into like a heated discussion or whatever heated for us, um, it's because we're both usually fighting for the same thing in different ways. Like Jeff, you know, we had, we were having like this really super frustrating discussion yesterday about, you know, what's best for the show, but we both want what's best for the show. You know what I mean? So like we're partners, we're united and wanting, wanting the same thing. I feel like I need to get a, you know, disclaimer on that. Cause we never really talk about fights, but the past couple of months it's been like, Oh, we got in a fight. Oh, we got in a fight. Anyway. The point that I wanted to bring up is that I was trying to explain to Jeff yesterday how I process information. And this has been something that I have, I don't know if it's even a struggle that I have dealt with since elementary school. I can remember. And I feel like if you're a parent that has kids that might be the same way as I am, or you're someone that's never been like, oh my gosh, I was like that when I was a kid too. Listen up to this because I have drawn a line between my conversations with Jeff and the the heated, the frustrating discussions that we get into with my elementary school self, meaning this personality trait, probably not going anywhere. But I used to, when I was in- Lucky me. Yeah, lucky you. You're stuck with it forever. Um, But- When I was in elementary school, I remember, and Jeff, I don't know if you have anything like this, but I remember begging from the inside when a teacher would ask a question, please don't ask me, please don't ask me, please don't ask me. And I would be so nervous. And then when they didn't call on me, I would be excited. Now it didn't matter if they were were asking me. Were you one of the kids who would count um, how many people ahead of you? Yes. Had to answer the question yes. or had to read aloud so that you could get to the, so you could try to study up and be ready for it. Yes. That was absolutely me. And I would be so excited if they're like, okay, now, um, whoever's doing the projects today, it's like a through R and I'm like, okay, I'm R we're definitely not going to have time to get to me today. Okay. <sighs> I'm okay. Um, but I remember having that even as a little kid, like, and it's not because like reflecting on it now as an adult, it's not because I couldn't have figured the answer or thought through the answer or worked to get to the answer. It's just that when the spotlight is on me, I totally panic and I like black out and there's no, I, I just don't remember anything because I can't think clearly because I'm so focused on being called on it and put on the spot and all of that stuff. So 
I was talking to Jeff yesterday and I was trying to explain to him. He pitched me this idea and I said, I don't like the idea. And he's like, why not? And I was trying, I was like, I just, I don't like it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't, you know, like I was trying to explain it and he kept asking me, he's like, okay, but why? And I felt like the kid. And, and the reason I was asking why is not because I wasn't trying to harass her. I wanted to solve because the way I communicate or the way I interact is I want everything handled immediately. So if there's a problem, I want to be able to solve it. And I can't, right. I can't solve it with a non-answer. And you need an answer so you can get to solving it. So we can, yeah. So we can move forward. Right. Um, so this idea, like I couldn't put into words right that second, why I didn't like this idea. And I couldn't put it like, I couldn't gather my facts. So I said to him, I'm like, Hey, can I ask for a pause here? Because I don't feel like I can really explain myself right now. And I need, I want to be able to verbalize this to you in a way that makes sense. So I say that for two reasons. One, if you are someone that is like this, even in your adult life and in your relationships, know that you're like this, identify it, and then be willing to ask for a pause because that really does save you from a lot of frustration in your relationships, especially when things escalate and you're like, maybe it's an ADHD thing. I don't know. But where you're there like, might I be can't. Somebody, there, there might be somebody listening to this right now who is like, whoa, that's me. Like, I can't explain stuff on the spot. Um, and it's so frustrating even as an adult, but when you're aware of it, you can ask for what you need. Now, if you have a kid like this, and this is something that I will, you know, try to walk Ellie through because I don't think I knew this at a young age well enough to tell my parents, like how would I a, get scared. How would a parent or a teacher recognize that in a kid? Because you were silently right. wishing for, you know, the, the class to end before you got called on. I would like to make a bold move and empower kids to talk to their teachers about it. Or if you're in college, talk to your professor, or if you're in high school, talk to your teacher. I would say teachers don't do what they do because they do it because they like, and they want you to retain the knowledge. Like there is not a teacher that wants to teach you something and have it fly out after you leave the room. Like they genuinely want you to retain it. So I would privately talk to the teacher if I could go back and say, Hey, just so you know, I don't know what it is, but I get so nervous about answering questions. My head's in a scramble when you call on me. So if there's a way that we can, you know, but if you're a do that another way, that would be super helpful for me because I can't pay attention when the spotlight's on me. But if you're a third grader, I don't think you're going to, you're not going to have the self-awareness, right? Are you? Well, then you can ask, you know what I mean? You can ask your kid, like, do you get scared when the teacher calls on you? Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, how would your parents have recognized that? Because when I was a kid, I think it was, I'm scared. You know, I don't yeah. think, I don't think it was, I'm anxious. I don't think, I think that's a pretty complex emotion for kids, but to be able to say it makes me nervous when I'm called on, or I feel like I never know the answer. Maybe they do know the answer. Maybe it's just hard for them to be in the spotlight. Like it was for me and they need more time than other people to gather thoughts. And I feel like we're in a more progressive way of education than we used to be. So I feel like maybe if I had said that when I, when I was a kid or you, Jeff, had said that when you were a kid, our teachers would have been like, 
Well, well, if you did your homework, you suck, would be confident in your answers. Right. Yeah. Or, and I don't think that, I think there's more com- generalized compassion for how kids learn nowadays, at yeah. least from like what I hear. And, you know, teachers want you to be able to know how you best learn. So if you're, if you think that might be an issue with your kid, maybe something to say is you get scared. Do you forget the answers when the teacher calls on you? Um, by the way, worst thing ever when I was a kid, this just triggered this whole flood of emotions. When we were in elementary school, we had to do mad minutes. Did you ever have to do this? Uh-uh. Okay. So it was whatever math we were studying at that point. It was like addition, multiplication, whatever. And we would be graded on how many we could finish correctly in a row. So we, and you had one minute and they set a timer. So what was the, so you were answering them out loud or it was like a piece of paper? Like it was a, a piece of paper. How many you can do in one minute? Oh my gosh, how damaging is that? Do they still do mad minutes, teachers? If you know. Well, is that some know. was that something school wide or was that just one class? It was a mad minute. It was like a sheet and it had like teachers got it somewhere from oh, some teacher workbook okay. because it was like, you know, branded with like scholastic or whatever the yeah. education company was. Oh my gosh, I'm like anxious just thinking about it, especially for someone who's like not really good at math. And maybe it was supposed to be that we were supposed to be memorizing instead of actually adding, which I never knew how to do until I was an adult, really, because I didn't memorize the multiplication. I would try to do it in my head, you know? Should I find a mad minute on Google? No, I'm like sweating. Please don't. I wonder (laughs) if that exists, though. Now I'm really curious. Anyways, I hope that uh, brings some comfort in numbers to some of you. I'm going to go Google a mad minute and we're going to do it before dinner tonight. And if you don't get a certain number right, then you don't get dessert. I ate sugary cereal all the time when I was a kid because that's just what we all had, right? And it was one of my favorite things to eat for breakfast. But as I've gotten older, I've realized how much sugar is in the cereals I used to love so much. And I pretty much stopped eating them completely before I found Magic Spoon. If you miss cereal from when you were a kid, like I do, I've got great advice for you. Try Magic Spoon cereal. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And you can build your own box or you can get a variety pack with available flavors of cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside and enter the promo code upside at checkout to save $5 off your order. You are going to love this cereal. And if you can't decide on a flavor, my favorite are the fruity and the frosted. So good. Again, go to magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside to save $5 off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you're feeling some sort of way, something's off, but you don't know what it is, you might need to talk to somebody who can give you unbiased feedback. Friends and family are great, but they're always going to have a spin on what you're saying to them. Somebody who doesn't know any of the backstory, any of the details, 
and can provide feedback on your situation from your point of view, that's gold. And that's what therapy does. When there are things you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to family and friends, but you need to talk about it, that's what therapy can be. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash upside. I shop online for pretty much everything at this point. And while I like to take advantage of sales and discounts, I just don't have the time to keep track of all of the offerings my favorite retailers offer. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it can find to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online that range from tech and gaming sites to popular brands and even food delivery. I was recently shopping for some tops for work at one of my favorite retail stores, and I was able to get an additional $25 off of my order through Honey. Honey has found over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free, and it installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I never recommend something I don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside. Today's quote of the day, accepting yourself only as long as you look a certain way isn't self-love. That's self-destruction. Oh my gosh. I just threw Google on the Mad Minute. They still have it. (laughs) <laughs> like 5 billion times. If you are a teacher doing the Mad Minute, oh my gosh, please. No, know that please. you're giving some of your kids a complex. <laughs> know that I will never forget the Mad Minutes. Um, anyways, whew, that just, I got to calm down. That was, that was a little intense. All right. It is time for my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. This one, I would just like to say, I was today years old when I got validation that this phrase makes no sense. All of my educational problems are coming out in one episode. My first random thing is bi-weekly has two different definitions, twice a week or once every two weeks. There's a, is it? Because every time yeah. someone says bi-weekly about a conference call, they mean twice a month. But bi-weekly in my head always means twice a week. And I'm like, why do people keep saying that? There's two definitions. There's another one that always throws me off. Totally throws me. Is it? Maybe it was bi-weekly. Is it? What does semi-annual mean? Does that mean tw- multiple times, twice a year? semi Or does that mean every other year? No, it means... There's one, there's another one that throws me off way more than it should because I don't really care. Like nothing in my world happens either twice a year or every other year. So the word doesn't matter to me. But every time I hear it, I'm like, I wonder how often that is. Oh, semi-annual is twice a year. Okay. So. Why wouldn't it be biannual? 
Then it can be twice a year or every other year. Why Why are people just trying to make things more complicated than they need to be? <laughs> Let's just do, I mean, because bi-weekly sounds like bi, two, weekly, one. Right. Two things, one week. I don't know why bi-weekly. It should, shouldn't it be bi-monthly? I don't know. Anyways. It would be my, it should be bi-monthly, but I'll bet bi-monthly also means twice a month or every other month. My mind is blown. Why don't you just say every other month if you mean every other month and if you every just, other week. Yeah. Every other month. Let's just it. let's just say it right now. It is a new rule. No more bi-weekly, no more bi-monthly. It's pretentious and you it's unnecessary <laughs> to say what you mean. <laughs> My second random thing is MIT, which is often cited as one of the fanciest, smartest Univers universities. It's very prestigious. I clearly not even cannot get in there. It's not even in my vocabulary. It's not even a university. It's an institute. It is an institute. Um, puts all, most all of its course materials online for anyone to access for free. Now, you know me, you know, I'm a rabbit holer. Don't think that I didn't go to their website and look up what classes there are. As it turns out, it's very scientific school. <laughs> Yeah. And, like I was hoping they would have like a psychology department or something. Oh no, 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 no. The closest thing I found to it was like business management. And then there's like a sub course for like entrepreneurship. I was like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'll click on that class. And they have like all the notes and the PowerPoints and stuff like that. And I got three slides in and I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. So I will not be graduating from AYT, but if you are smart and you like science, check it out because I was very impressed by that. And my third random thing is the word friends is said in every episode of friends. Is it really? It is for my friends lovers. And those are my three random things. Today is a very special anniversary. Well, technically yesterday was a very special anniversary. When we announced that we were doing the upside. Nope. Our first fake episode. Uh, I don't think it was the first one, but it has to do with, with the podcast. Yesterday, two years ago, yesterday, I said on the show that I wanted to adopt a hedgehog only because I found out that they were illegal in the state of Georgia. Oh, which led us to. Yep. Our attorney listens to our show. This is so if you are a long time upside listener, you can hit the 30 second fast forward button like twice because the next minute we're going to spend re-explaining the story. The of origin the, of the weaponized hamster. The origin of the weaponized hamster. If you're new to the show and you're like, why do they keep talking about weaponized hamsters? It makes no sense. We're about to clarify it for you. So my attorney, our attorney uh, said that she, t she listens to the show and she texted and said, oh my God, do not get a hedgehog. They are like tiny little weaponized hamsters and they are terrible. And I was like, oh my God, weaponized hamsters. And we said that on the show the next day and it exploded. Like everyone, uh, Jeff, I think made the comment, like that would be a great band name. So band name, we made it. And it is a fake band name that we have been talking about ever since. And every year now we make weaponized hamster band t-shirts. There have been two. This year will be the third. It's the first dollar that we ever made from this show was shortly after that, like that, that it started 
two years ago yesterday. But then it played out over the course of a week or two where I said to Callie, with all of your connections in music, do you have someone who could make us a band T-shirt for the fake band Weaponized oh, Hamster? Yeah. Remember that? And you said, sure, let me see what I can do. And I said, if you want to buy a Weaponized Hamster concert T-shirt, send us an email. And two, I expected to get five emails. We got like 75. And then the next day we got like 50 more. And then the next day we got like 50 more. So we ended up printing. We sold hundreds of t-shirts. Like 250 t-shirts and sold them all. What we, Two weeks into the, into the show and we're like, oh my gosh. So now to honor the legacy of the weaponized hamster, Every year on our official anniversary date, August 8th, we release a Weaponized Hamster t-shirt. Yes. So the artwork is done. It looks so good. Have I even showed it to you? You showed me one of the early first versions. There was a there was a little bit of a scary moment when, <laughs> when, we, when we did not think, because the person who designs the shirt actually designs tour t-shirts for rock bands. So he's hair busy right now. Yeah. And there was a, 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 like a week or two or three or a month where Callie was very stressed because she didn't think she was going to get that. I did not, but the artwork is done. The shirts are ordered. They are being printed and we are scheduled to go on sale to the advisory hoard on August one. So yay. Yep. So advisory hoard always gets first pick. If you want to join the advisory hoard, you can do that at Callieandjeff.com or by uh, texting the word hoard to 800-434-5454 and you'll get to buy your shirt first. Um, and if you are not an advisory hoard member, they go on sale on August 8th, which is this year will be our second anniversary date, right? Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. We have a Free Stuff Friday winner. And this week, the winner of our appointed notebook is... Jean, who listens to The Upside in the great state of Maine. Maine, I want to go there. Anyway, so Jean, we have an appointed notebook coming your way with your monogram on it. And this Friday, we are giving away two of my favorite things. Same thing, two times. I mean, not two times, but you know, we're going to give you two. <laughs> one winner, one prize, but the prize consists of two things. Yes. And I'm going to call it a set. It doesn't come as a set, but I'm making it a set. Um, a simple modern tumblers. They are my favorite to go coffee mug. I love them. Jeff can tell you I drink out of them every single day. They're awesome and they are pretty. I will add those to my Instagram so you can see. And that's going to be our prize coming up on Friday. I think also uh, what we're going to do is bring back the uh, voicemail from somebody in every state because I don't know that we have a main yet. Oh, really? And I think a text message winner counts. So I will cross Maine off the list and I will update it for an upcoming show. This is Amy. Just wanted to let you know, I, today I finished the Couch to 5K app. Just wanted to let you know, you and Kelly inspired me eight weeks ago 
to get up and do something, especially Callie with her getting up in the morning at 2 a.m. and working out. So I thought, I get up at 6, I lay here and scroll, why not just get up and work out? So I started eight weeks ago. Today I finished the Couch to 5K app. Sunday I will get up and I will run the 5K. I've ran, ran the whole 5K one time in my life, and that was last year, July 4th. This time I hope to be able to do the whole thing again. It may be slow, but at least I did it. I know this is not an official use of liquid IV, but it's worth mentioning. We had friends over recently for dinner. We also had some friends over for 4th of July. And while they were waiting for their rides home, we ran upstairs and grabbed them some sticks of liquid IV. Said, hey, if you're feeling the least bit hungover tomorrow, take this. It will help. Why? Because liquid IV helps absorb more water into your system than just drinking water alone. They've got something very scientific called cellular transport technology, but you don't need to know about that. What you need to know is that liquid IV has the ability to transport more liquid into your bloodstream, but they also have vitamin C, uh, they've got potassium, and it's healthier than sugary sports drinks, and of course, healthier than soda. Gets you hydrated, gets you feeling better, whether it's after an intense workout, whether it's after a run outside in the heat or after a big night of drinking. You can get your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Hey, good morning, sunshines. Um, this is Paula. And I'm calling about the COVID cooker this morning that was on the um, show. So he's got the excuse of, well, I thought it was me over this certain period of time. I thought it was my taste buds. And in actuality, I've heard, and he could even play the ring doorbell people complaining of her cooking. And I realized it wasn't my taste buds, but your taste buds have been off since COVID. He's got that excuse, so it's easy. It's an easy answer to that. Thanks, and have a great day. Bye. Hi, it's Lisa from Virginia Beach. I was just calling in regards to the email that you received. And when I was listening to you guys talk about it, I don't think there's any shame in this guy telling his wife about the food now because the thing is he just learned that it wasn't, in fact, his taste buds, but it is her taste buds. He just discovered this. So if he tells her now, he's basically telling her as soon as he found out. And so I don't think there's any shame around that. I definitely agree with Callie that he needs to tell her because if not, she's going to be more embarrassed than she needs to be. So I just thought I would put in my two cents about that. Have a good one. Bye. guys. I um, am calling about the email you received from the man who said that his wife's cooking has been really bad, and I'm I'm Team Callie with this. I would want to know. I I don't think I would be offended. I would be like, I mean, I would be maybe a little annoyed at first, like why didn't you tell me? But I would get over it. But I would definitely want to know, because um, I wouldn't want to be wasting my time making food that nobody likes. I mean, it it takes a lot to cook meals. I think he needs to just be like, listen. I know you're trying really hard. We've got to figure out the spices or something, but something, something's got to change here. So I would appreciate it. 
to honesty. Anyways, bye bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. I had to call about today's episode. The guy who had COVID, he and his wife, and her cooking is now bad. I think the easiest way to start that off would be to tell her that he thought it was that his taste buds were off for a while, and it wasn't until he saw that video on the ring camera that he realized it's not just his taste buds, and he didn't want to let her continue cooking for people knowing that her taste buds must be off and she's not quite got her cooking back. Um, I think that would be the easiest way to soften that blow. I, I mean, it would bother me to hear it, but if I knew that he hadn't been sitting on it for nine months knowing that he could taste well, I think it would come across a lot better. Uh, that's just my opinion. Bye. You have only ever seen yourself through photographs and the mirror. You've never seen the way your smile beams from its edges every time you talk about something that you love, or the way that your eyes light up at the sight of sunrises, or coffee, or puppies. <laughs> so the next time someone tells you how beautiful you are, don't question it. Because although you have never seen it, it's all that they know, and they've been amazed by it every single day.